Against the backdrop of the pandemic, persistent social inequity, and far-reaching impact of climate change, the events of 2020 brought new challenges no one was prepared for. Forever changing the way we live, work, learn, and play, as well as how we connect with each other. It was as sobering as it was defining. Not surprising, as communicators, we were intrigued by the new lexicon these events ushered in, prompting us to ask our colleagues globally about what word they would use to describe 2020. Given the interesting conversation that our inaugural Word of the Year exercise sparked, we decided to make it a regular component of our annual thought leadership program. So since 2020, our selection is informed by quantitative input via Global Havas Group Employee Survey and qualitative input from a mix of global communications pros and thought leaders across the industry. Ultimately, it's defined by an internal team at Red Havas that considers all words received, not only numerically, but thematically. I'm Nancy Anderson, and in this episode of the podcast, we reveal our word of the year and take you through the task we tackled in order to hone in on the one word that best summarizes the year that 2022 was. Joining us for this conversation, we have James Wright, CEO at Red Havas and global chairman of the Havas BR Global Collective, and Ellen Mallerney, Red Havas's editorial director. So, hey team, thanks for joining me. Let's start with where we started. It was another year of interesting and wide-ranging Word of the Year submissions. We found change in growth-related terms to be especially popular, along the lines of growth, flexibility, agility, or agile, readapt, reconfigure, fluid, flow, and transition. This was the category with the most submissions. Many submissions were words that describe how we feel, think, or act. Within this category, the most dominant words were resilience or resilient, perseverance, followed by enduring, grit, tenacious, kind or kindness, grace, and empathy. Within the change and growth category, positive change dominated. Forward, progress, momentum, relaunch, reacclimate, restart, reemerge, reclaim, reconfigure, and return all made appearances. In fact, so many submissions began with re that we briefly thought about making the prefix itself our word of the year. Of course, we also received a lion's share of words that had a negative side to change, chaos, unrest, uncivilized, fragile, and disruptive. Within the change and growth category, we also found words relating to the scale of change, transformative, quantum leap, epic, metamorphic. Hybrid was the single most popular word with nine submissions, but that's not the word we chose. When reviewing the submissions that poured in from every corner of the world, two categories of words stood out to us. There was one stream that was around words related to flexibility, fluidity, and adaptability, come back and change. And the second was around our feelings, behaviors, and attributes as people. So with that, folks, let's not keep our listeners waiting any longer. James, can you tell us what the 2022 word of the year is and why we settled on that word? I certainly can. I'll give you a little drum roll. The word of the year is resilience. And I, I love this word. I think it encapsulates 2022 
perfectly. And I think about words of the year. We've been doing this, Nancy, haven't we, since 2020. So this is the third year. Uh, I think about picking a word that we think in a couple of years' time we'll look back and, and it perfectly encapsulates the year. So, for example, like last year, our word of the year was adapt, which I think really, you know, in that second year of the pandemic was when we started adapting. Because in 2020, our first in the first year of the pandemic, our word of the year was pivot. And that's definitely true of what happened that year where we all pivoted our lives socially, professionally, within our communities. And then the next year we had to adapt to be able to thrive. And then sort of the resilience, I think that's really come through in the last the last year, probably started at the end of last year. And I love the idea also of resilience theory being quite relevant here, where it looks at how the ideas surrounding how people are affected and adapt to changing things like adversity change, loss and risk, and how you can come out of that stronger. And actually, even resilience theory mentions the word adapt, you know, adapting to challenging things, but coming out stronger. So it kind of perfectly leads off, if you like, the adapt word of the year from last year, which I think, you know, there's some symmetry in that. Yeah, indeed. And we say it's a beautiful word with a backbone, right? To, to us, resilience is not a matter of getting walloped by a difficult circumstance or seeing stars for a moment, and then standing back up, ready to stagger blindly into the next challenge. Rather, it's about getting walloped by a difficult situation and gleaning wisdom from it and getting back up with conviction and confidence. Absolutely. I think the definition of it, if you pick up a dictionary, is the process and outcome of successfully adapting to difficult or challenging life experiences, uh, whether that's through mental, emotional, behavioral flexibility and adjustment um, to, inter- to external and, and internal demands. It's a, it's a great word. It has a lot of stretch, I think, for what's happened to us all in this last year. And so I'm really proud that we've, we've chosen this word and we hope uh, our listeners and, and our clients and our colleagues think it's great too. Yeah, indeed. And speaking of dictionaries, that's a great segue because we're obviously tracking what other outlets and conversations are around the word of the year each year. And we look at what Oxford English Dictionary, Merriam-Webster, among others, roll out. So with that, Ellen, how does this word of the year compare to what other groups have named? Yeah, I want to walk us through some of the words of the year from around the world. But first, our words of the year really show that we have been through the ringer. But we're trying, darn it, and we're going to keep trying. And I love that language really does have the power to help us reframe difficult circumstances in positive ways. Um, which is why we aim each year to choose a word that has some forward momentum to it. We're not going to choose devastated or disaster. And ultimately, I'm really happy with the word resilient as our word of the year. It feels right. Each year, I think when we start this exercise, before we send out our survey and all the responses come rolling in, my hope is that we'll identify a really neat, surprising kind of word, one that's going to be sort of sexy and cool. And while resilience is maybe not sexy or cool, um, it really does feel right. Without further ado, some words of the year from around the world. So Merriam-Webster's word of the year is gaslighting, which is the act or practice of grossly misleading someone, especially for one's own advantage. 2022 saw an enormous increase in lookups for gaslighting, according to the dictionary. Searches were up 1,740% with high interest throughout the year. And then Oxford English Dictionary, it will actually introduce its word of the year on Monday. But as of this recording, we have access to its word of the year shortlist, which includes metaverse, hashtag I stand with, and goblin mode. So hashtag I stand with recognizes the activism and division that have characterized this year. 
while goblin mode is another relatively new concept. It's the idea of rejecting societal expectations put upon us in favor of doing whatever one wants to, according to the dictionary. The Collins English Dictionary, its word of the year is permacrisis, which is a term used to describe the plethora of ongoing crises that nations across the globe are facing. I thought this word was a really great one because it's unique and clever, and yet it really does sum up our collective experience, this sort of chronic, unrelenting series of hardships that have required us to be so resilient and adaptable. And finally, there are some more country-specific word of the year entries. Australia National University's word of the year is teal, which is an adjective that means of or relating to an independent political candidate or politician who advocates for greater integrity in parliament and more action on addressing harmful climate change. So very reflective of what's happening in Australia. The Cambridge Dictionary revealed its word of the year for 2022 as Homer. Interestingly, its editors credited disgruntled wordle players whose winning streak was ended by the unfamiliar American English term. Homer, of course, is a word for a home run in baseball in America, and it was searched for nearly 75,000 times on the Cambridge Dictionary website during the first week of May when it was a Wordle answer. Uh, Over in Germany, the lexicon is also evolving toward the trend to incorporate English words into the daily lingo. DW's German youth word of the year is smash, In English, the verb refers to the act of violently breaking something to pieces, but among German youth, the verb smashen roughly means starting something with someone, picking someone up, or having sex with someone. It comes from the dating game Smash or Pass, where potential partners are either accepted as a smash or rejected as a pass. So more pop culture influence coming in there. Speaking of some of those unique words where you left off, Ellen, we had some unique submissions too that only came in maybe once or twice, but definitely stood out to us. Transmogrify, not ashamed to admit that I had to look that one up, to change or alter greatly and often with grotesque or humorous effect. We had one submission that had transmogrify, but we had equilibrium, we had metamorphic, We had metaverse. We also had wordle as submissions, quiet quitting, staycation, and cancel. But then also omnichannel, which became a bit of a buzzword across the communications landscape this year. James, any of those stick out to you or tickle you anyway in particular? I I think there were some some very creative ones there, and some of them are more phrases than anything else. I mean, we've been talking about quiet quitting in this industry for a little while, which I really disagree with mostly because of the quiet part i think you know we should be having loud and and rupturous debate about issues around how organizations are run and work-life balance etc but you know certainly a word that has begun this year and and, and has created a lot of top uh, topicality in our industry at least i mean i love the gaslighting that um ellen outlined i think that that's so very true and it's a word that it's, I haven't heard it for a long time. And sort of then you hear it once and suddenly you hear it like five or six times in different places. And I think that that's kind of interesting. But I think, you know, also coming back to what I said earlier, you know, think about words that are going to endure as well. I mean, you know, we had like words like Zoom, right, you know, in the past year because everyone was Zooming. But then, you know, kind of things have moved on from there now. And so, you know, it's kind of like was of a moment. It needs to be recognized. But I think, you know, for us, we were certainly looking at words that we thought, you know, hey, 
when we look back in a few years' time, it's gonna it's gonna work. I also actually, you know, thought about phrases that I thought were very relevant, and I often turn to um, to poetry when I when I do this. Yes, Nancy and Ellen, I, I do like a bit of poetry. But uh, the great poet Robert Frost, <laughs> the great poet Robert Frost wrote. He wrote once uh, in three words: I can sum up everything I've learned about life, and it's it goes on. Mm, love that. Indeed, it does. I like that a lot. And that makes me wonder, so there's phrases, there's words that we tossed around. What was your word of the year submission for yourself, James? Or was there a, a runner up that um, you were toying with before, you know, landing or, or aligning on resilience? Yeah, well, I my word of the year, and actually it seems a bit silly now when I think back thinking that adapt was the word last year because I created the word adaptability you know the quality of being able to adjust to new conditions and I, I was kind of thinking that more in my own life really you know adaptability and I was I said I think in the in the in the book and the publication that we're doing around word of the year as to why I chose it I wrote you know we now live in a constant state of adaptability the need to adapt and adjust the way we work the way we live the way we think and educate ourselves and frankly our expectations from a quality and climate change to dealing with war and conflict, from navigating misinformation and disinformation to adapting our approach to business and politics. The art of adaption is a craft we are all learning to master. The world needs a rethink. We need to be open to modifying every part of our lives, communities, and society to improve and make it a better place. Which, you know, I guess I was I was having a moment that day. <laughs> You are inspired for sure. Ellen, what about you? Were there any words from the submissions that that really stuck out to you and resonated to you, whether they were some of these unusual words that I rattled off or one that you were circling around that you felt strongly about? Yeah, I mean, it's always tough to identify my word of the year because coming up with the answer requires introspection and retrospection and the ability to examine the collective experience. So it's not all about me this time. But the word I chose was metamorphosis because we've all been through the gauntlet. And this was the year we got to decide how we wanted to emerge from a painful chapter. Yeah, for sure. I think, do you know what's interesting about that? When you said it, I had to stop and think. And I think that always says something about oh, words and phrases and things that we hear. You know, when it makes you... Makes you when it, when you actually stop, not just think about it, but stop and think about it. I think that's a great it's a great description of of what's happened. I think that's that's a really that's really a wonderful word to use. Thank you. It describes so many things that we, whether it's personally, professionally, going from in the office to all the time to working fully remote to now a hybrid work model. There's always this ever-evolving change that it really is a, a nice descriptor and summary of things, Ellen. What were you going to say? I, I was going to say I also really appreciate James' word of the year, adaptability. And I've certainly seen seen our agency adapt incredibly over the last couple of years. Uh, and we've come out of the other side better for it as a team, our culture, and the way we work and our morale. And I'm grateful for our ability to adapt as an agency and as a society. Well put. I was going to ask, though, just to move this on a little bit, just about what words I was surprised didn't appear as much as I thought. Because when I look back at 2022 and the major sort of global events that happened, and, you know, the, the, probably the most global sort of major event has been the war in Ukraine and the word war. How much did, did, did you see a lot of that in the, in the submissions, Nancy? 
No, we really didn't. Uh, there was some negative, you know, frames of mind, but it was more about how people were reacting to it and not specifics. To your point, uh, we saw inflation just once, and that's been a hot topic and and something that's been impacting both people, businesses, but most people focused on the positive and and what that meant. And I think that goes back to our word is that we're forever resilient. We're forever picking ourselves back up and taking what we just went through, treating it as a learning lesson and and marching forward. Uh, because in the end, what choice do we really have, right? Mm. It's a great way to help us look forward to, to what's coming and what the new year will bring to us. James, why don't you talk us through a little bit of what we're working on for the new year and what's coming from us in 2023? At Red Hub Arts, well, we've got an annual predictions report that will coming out will be coming out in the next few weeks. So that is our annual report that looks at all of the trends that's happening in the marketing and strategic communications environment and how that's going to change. So, you know, we've got, I think, 10 or 11 trends that we're predicting are going to really come to the fore. Some are kind of bubbling away at the minute, but we think they'll really jump forward in 2023. So, so look out for that. I mean, you know, we've got, we're covering subjects like the metaverse, climate change, issues around mental fitness that, you know, that are all of which have been around the last year, but actually kind of making specific predictions about those types of areas. And I'm really excited about that. I'm currently kind of writing a couple of mine up. You know, we, we gather uh, research from all over the world, from clients, from colleagues, from journalists, you know, from academia, to be able to put those together. And, and that, that's going to be launched in the next few weeks. So look out for that. We're excited to roll that out, and it will be topic of conversation that we bring to the podcast and diving deeper into some of those trends and how we forecast them coming to life as we progress through 2023. Looking forward to that, James, and everybody can stay tuned for that. We will certainly make that a topic of discussion. Ellen, any last thoughts on word of the year or a prediction on 2023's potential word of the year? Oh, man. I didn't prepare for this one, Nancy. (laughs) (laughs) Final thoughts. Just, I love working on our annual predictions report, uh, which will, as James said, be coming out at the top of the year. But as a writer, I definitely geek out the most about our word of the year. And I, I hope that next year, maybe our word isn't so much about having to cope. So while I haven't identified what my ideal word uh, for 2024 would be, I just, I hope for good things for all of us. We deserve a break. Yep. That's, I think, a great way of putting it. I'm hoping for growth and growth in, in us as a, as a nation, as a, as a human race, I guess as a community, as, a, as a, an economy. So I'm going to make that prediction for 2024. But here's a word I think that we may not be talking about next year that may, may go. Twitter. I'll leave you on that bombshell, Nancy. <laughs> Indeed, a bombshell for everyone on the social and content team. This was both a meaningful and insightful conversation. So James, Ellen, I thank you for your time. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us for today's episode. You can subscribe to the show using your favorite podcasting app. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. And don't forget to rate and review today's show to let us know how we're doing. We hope you'll join us again for more of the latest communications, insights, and trends from the team at Red Havas.